New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Dr. Christine Page. She's a medical doctor and a workshop leader and seminar leader and the author of The Healing Power of the Sacred Woman, Health, Creativity, and Fertility for the Soul. Christine, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you so much, Justine. It's wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to have you. Um, Christine, you say that illness is not merely a physical problem, but it represents a message from the soul. What, what do you mean by that? In my 35 years of being a doctor, I have recognized that there is a gift that illness has. Now, that might be a strange way of saying it, because in the middle of your suffering, you don't feel it's a gift. But I do know that having worked with so many thousands of people, there is something that happens when we get ill. Maybe our life just takes a stop, and we are able to say, what needs to change in that moment? My experience is, is that illness of all the things in our life brings us to a full stop and allows us that opportunity if we look for it. Unfortunately, in modern medicine, we often take people in, fix them, throw them back out into the same destructive pattern they've been living in, and we never really change anything apart from maybe their diet or their exercise. But what I know from the work I've done is that there are deeper messages and that many of the patients I've worked with have helped me when I've said, what was going on in your life when you got sick? And they say to me, I know why I had my heart attack. I know why I have cancer. Not from a physical point of view, but an emotional point of view. They say it's the only way I got out of a situation or I was really miserable in my job and this gave me a chance to look around. So I want to say is, when you get sick, I don't want you to get sick, but it is an opportunity to say what needs to change that isn't working for me at this moment. Now, when we get sick, we often, our first impulse is to go for the quick fix. So we do go to the doctor, or we go online or whatever, and we look for that magic pill or that. And in in fact, uh, prescriptions are just rampant right now. I mean, we're taking, at least here in the U.S., more prescriptions than ever. We're taking more drugs than ever, or we're going for surgery, or we're going, you know, for that quick fix that will get us out of this suffering or dis-ease That's right. And I'm not for not giving a a tablet. I mean, if someone's having a heart attack, I want to give them morphine, you know. I want to make sure they're not suffering. But I want to make sure that as they're recuperating, I ask that question, what's going on in your life, heart attack? Are you enjoying what you're doing? Do you feel stuck? Because without that knowledge as well, we never look elsewhere. And many a time we we find ourselves being put on a diet or an exercise program that feels even more limiting. I've been more around people who are miserable because of their, their heart medicines and they're not enjoying life. 
or they've got other problems and they're not recognizing that this illness was a solution, something coming from their soul that was saying, you know, I don't like to see you unhappy. Let's change something in your life. And even though that might mean upheaval, it's much better than remaining sick or more importantly, unhappy in our own inner being. So, Christine, how would you suggest that we short-circuit this, this whole process, that we circumvent the, the extreme ill, you know, getting ill or ha- suffering from an illness, that we, that we do something before it comes to that point? That's very important. So I, for many years, have taught people to be intuitive to themselves. Uh, I am an intuitive myself. But more importantly, I want to say is your body has already got sim- signs and symptoms that something needs to change. Maybe you'll get a headache or maybe something's going on and you just keep taking a tablet rather than doing anything. Listening to ourselves and even and especially our emotional self. You know, often someone feels angry or resentful or irritated or they feel unhappy. Well, they go maybe to somebody and they say, well, just take a happy pill or go over it, be right. happy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe I'm feeling irritated, but I say, oh, I shouldn't be because I should be a nice person. Well, I'm saying the emotions are literally what they are, energy and motion. When we are feeling emotion, it's saying something is disturbed within our psyche. And it says, don't shut the emotion away. Go deeper. What are you irritated by? And more importantly, what are you fearful of changing? Because at the bottom line, most of our problems are we stay because we have fear of change. And if we don't take the initiative, I will tell you, your body will. So we often say to ourselves, oh, I can't change anything because... And the body says, actually, you can change. I'll help you. And then we end up not being able to go to work and maybe our job goes, but at least we got out of the job that we hated, but we wouldn't have the guts to get out. I remember years ago doing an interview with uh, Dina Metzger, and she's an author and uh, a social activist, and she describes how she was getting these warning signs from her body and so forth. And she wasn't paying attention, wasn't paying attention. And I just remember this story about her telling how she was in the post office one day, her local post office, and she just collapsed. She had no energy to move. She said (laughs) it was like uh, the power power was just absolutely severed from her being. And she ended up, it was some sort of autoimmune, it was diagnosed as autoimmune disease or some sort. Uh, And she ended up in bed for like months and months. And she, she really concurs with what you're saying, that she did not listen to her warning right. signs. And so finally, her body just cut off her energy and said, okay, you're going to bed until, you know, we, right. we go into the next f- field of, of opening up to a new consciousness or a, or a new awareness. That, That's right. And, and that really is saying, is that it's like an example? Thing. It's exactly it, because... And, you know, what I say is the body works for the soul, not the personality. So when I'm digging in the garden and I say, oh, I'm going to keep going even when my back is starting to ache, the body says, I think it's a good time to stop. No, no, I want to finish this. No, no, I would stop. The following day, I can't get out of bed. And the body goes, told you. 
Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 just a very brief story. I remember a girl who had severe backache, was on high doses of morphine and other drugs for that. And yet she was an actress and she says, I can't take time out because I've got to be on the stage and then I have to go for my interviews and, and my auditions. And I said, you've got to take a break. Well, one day she comes in and she's got chicken pox. And I loved the chicken pox. It was all over her face. She wouldn't be allowed into the theatre. And every time the last one dried up, another one came out. She took six weeks off work. And I've seen that over and over again. Oh, that, that's that the body story. says, I will take control of this oh, situation. Yes, yes. You've also written about how women need to be in touch with their biological cycles, not only for themselves, but for their families and for humanity. Exactly. Say something about that. And women are unfortunately out of their cycles. We, we find ourselves going at a 24-7 day and, and we're, we're the same all month, but women aren't like that. They follow the moon. So we have a waning and a waxing periods or waxing and waning. We have immenses and moon time. And when women are out of harmony with those rhythms, she's out of harmony with herself, which gives why we have 65% of women with premenstrual syndrome, with depressions, anxieties, cravings, uh, weight problems, because we are out of touch with our cycles. And we take pills for all of We those. take pills. So, of course, now our young women are all wanting to not have our cycles at all, which is even worse. And we're given, I think it's almost like 40% of women are now on antidepressants because that will stop them having these irregular emotional outbursts, which they shouldn't have. Well, of course, women need to cycle. So they need to be back in tune with that. And a woman cycling is actually essential for not only herself, her family's growth in consciousness, humanity's cleansing and rebirthing of new ideas, and the planet herself. So are you saying that there is some wisdom to be gained when to, for women to really be conscious of their menses cycle and, and take that in a way that's very highly conscious and being aware of it? So I would say it's the one thing that every woman does, and yet it's the one thing we all ignore. So if we ask women about their menses, they say, oh, yes, it was that thing, but I don't bother about it. And yet for 420 months, we bother about it. I believe that when we're cycling, we are doing essential work, as I say, not only for ourselves, but for humanity. And if every woman even just paid attention at the time of her period, the first few days to a purification, a nurturing, a being open to new inspiration, we would change the world overnight. And women would then say, I am the leader in this family because I'm the one that can reach those heights and also do the purification to cleanse. And without me, then this family will not continue. You know, I remember years ago, um, I was in a group of men and women, and one of the men in the group, in a circle of us, said, posed a question, what makes you feel the most feminine? And I remember thinking to myself, uh, my period, right, when right. I'm having my moon time, my menses. Yes. But at the time, I wasn't mature enough, or I didn't have enough, like, rootedness right. uh, to, to, to mention that. And some of the uh, women in the circle would say, oh, I feel feminine when a man pulls a chair out for me. 
And I remember really thinking about it. I, I didn't have the courage to say it, and I didn't, except to say it to him later, right. uh, just one-on-one. And he was appalled <laughs> by what I was saying. But it, it, it is true that 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 is a powerful, powerful time of the divine feminine. Oh, absolutely. And I was even amazed when I was writing the book how when I would read medical books, they'd say, well, there's an estrogen phase and a progesterone phase. Oh, then there's that bleed. But they'd literally, the bleed would be totally non, in, not interested. Where really we should start with, in the beginning was the bleed. Because unless we empty out, we can never fill up. First and foremost is the most important part of a woman, empty. Her emptiness is her power. Her emptiness is the ability to say, now I can fill myself with creative energy. But if we never empty out, we're trying to put new seeds into old soil that has got ancestral energy of dissatisfaction, of hurt, of disappointment. And we think we're going to get anything different. We don't. We just keep repeating patterns generation after generation. I, I, I can remember my, my best friend who is now passed on, so I can tell this story on her, uh, Sidonia Cahill. She, when, when you were talking about the power of the menses, the power of the flow of the blood, she used to, when she was flowing, she would stoop on her doorstep oh, okay. and she would, she would flow into the door cell. <laughs> so there, you know, and you couldn't, you know, she lived in a cabin out in the woods and it was all funky anyway. And, um, for her and for all of us, we would always smile that someone had to step over her blood to enter her, her, her abode, her private abode. There's something so powerful about that. It really is, isn't it? I, you know, the priests of olden times actually used to drink menstrual blood because they knew it was powerful, but they couldn't understand why. But they would say, if I can drink this, that would make me powerful. They didn't understand that, that but they probably shouldn't have been doing that because for a man, and that actually takes away his power. So men around a woman who's menstruating, it's not good for a man. And my husband would say, actually, you know, I, that, I don't want to be around you in those times because you're so powerful. I do feel weakened. And I would feel when my husband and I were, were together, he's passed on now, but, but he could keep track of my cycles better than I could because he could tell about my moods. I wouldn't even be aware that, that, my, that I would change, right. but he could feel them and he would kind of back <laughs> off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was interesting. Exactly. And I, you know, as far as my menses went, I often, I did have heavy periods and I did have pain. And part of mine was always weeping for, every, for the world. I could yes. weep for the world. But I found that it was women who were more insensitive to my periods than men. It was women who would say, have a hysterectomy, <laughs> pad it up. Right. <laughs> and I would say, no, this is who I am as a woman. Yes. And I honored it and loved it, but I would see women who were really almost disgusted by my menses. And I think that's really a state we've got so into. So you're, you're, you're advising us to, to really take, take this back, to take back our, yes. our moon cycles yes and to, to be powerful with them and to use it for healing of humanity and the planet. Exactly. And even if it's just as a woman, you did aware that your most powerful time is the days of the dark moon, which is around the new moon, and that we are now uh, from the new moon until the full moon is a time of creativity. 
All right, so we can all be creative, men and women. But from the full moon down to the dark moon again, it's not a time to try and start things. So it's being more in alignment with a waning moon is a time to be more self-reflective, to harvest, to be ready to release. What are you taking in that was useful and then release? If women could just even start to do this, we would say women being healthier. Oh, we have so much more to talk about. But uh, Dr. Christine Page, I want to thank you so much for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. I've been speaking with Dr. Christine Page, and she is the author of The Healing Power of the Sacred Woman, Health, Creativity, and Fertility for the Soul. And if you'd like to know more about her work, you can go to her website, christinepage.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you so much for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.